oh, and just said. started going to church. So I had a, I had was very in touch with the universe and myself and like the earth. Mm. Um, and then literally I was going through things. My sister was starting to get sick and yeah. I was meditating. And this voice was like, my friend Veronica, it was like, ask Veronica to go to church. Yeah. My sister died two months later. So that was like, whole, like, and I believe that me being so in tune with my, like my meditation and the universe was yeah. like, I finally opened that space enough oh. and then Jesus led me to Jesus and mm. then I had church while my sister was dying. So through that whole time, you didn't like while you were like growing up. The first up time, I, yeah, no, my parents were just. I was free to choose. My it's interesting because my mom's Christian. She read mm. the Bible every day, and I remember praying as kids. But then it was like not the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would say I was just kind of I don't want to say forced because my my parents had a church. Right. So my dad was the pastor. Oh, so I was a so pastor. So you really grew up in the church. That's yeah. very, that is, like yeah. you were in it. Exactly. But it was something that I never was like, oh my gosh, I'm a child. Why do I want to waste my Sundays here? Right. You know what I mean? So I had, I, I would say I had a negative connotation of church because mm -hmm. I always felt like I just wanted to be with my friends. I wanted to stay home and play video games, you right. know, just kind of like wasting time almost. But I never, like now I see the community aspect and it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't go to church every Sunday, but I go, like, say if my mom were to reach out and be like, hey, mijo, do you want to go to church uh, tomorrow on Sunday? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. But it's just, it's on a rare occasions. And I have my dad's Bible behind me oh, when he was that. a pastor. That's special. And, like, things that he highlighted and, like, annotated and everything uh -huh. like that. So I felt like to read the Bible, because I'm a religious reader, I have to, like, really take my time with it. I don't want to rush it, like how I... I tried to do in the beginning of my reading journey, like, oh, you got to read, just go. Right. But and now it's like, oh, I take my sweet time with reading. Right. And what did you, when did you start reading? Were you always a religious reader? <sighs> no, actually, <laughs> not even close. Uh, I got in a car accident in college. And so I was like in bed and I, my best friend, she was like, you need to read a book. Like, <laughs> she's so smart. Like she's got her master's, but it was, she gave me Harry Potter. Oh yeah. And so I'm obsessed with the Potter. And so that is what got me Harry Potter. And then as I got older and then in my early thirties, when I was really going through it, um, my, a friend of mine, uh, I have a lot of military in my life, yeah. especially as my family. Um, he took his own life and his ma and him and I would read this book um, by Marcus Aurelius, The Emperor's Handbook. And uh -huh. I didn't know that that was something him and his mom did. Mm -hmm. And so then from there, as I was trying to process that, it was just book after book after oh. book. And then yeah. it was just like, wow, this is different. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Or this resonates with me. Mm -hmm. um, and then finding different doctors and authors and um I like like it's just fascinating yeah. to me. I would always tell young men, especially when they reach out to me, what first book to start off with. I always tell them to start with the old philosophers, right. Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, Epictetus. Like they're oh my gosh, they give so much. It's so and it it really translates into today. Like if, way too if, relatable. <laughs> it's very relatable, which means like which is one of my favorite things. Like this has all been happening right yeah. it's it's just a different generation it's so but it's weird. it's the same <laughs> so it's like they didn't say this shit back then because it was like <laughs> like right so i like I, I sit with that and i'm like mm, okay it's like and 
they were just smarter like yeah. well more intellectual or mm. more in depth and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that um there wasn't like the technology and stuff like that they really mm. had to sit with life oh yeah very differently than than people today do mm -hmm. so i think that's why it was so deep and yeah. we can fill those gaps now mm -hmm. right yeah or now i have technology and <laughs> you know <laughs> and then something that uh because i believe uh, epictetus was a slave um and I think Seneca was, he would always talk about practice being a slave. And I was like kind of curious. I was like, what does he mean by that? He says, sleep on the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, what? So actually, I think that is something that I want to do. Because I sleep on a nice queen size bed, very comfortable, very nice. Yeah. I sleep like a baby every night. But I'm like, I like doing hard shit. It's good. You know? And like, because uh, I've been doing homeless outreach for over a decade. Mm -hmm. And my kids had to start doing outreach with me when they're yeah. about five or six. Mm -hmm. And the purpose was one, I didn't take them into unsafe encampments. I knew where yeah. I was going, but was to see it mm. like and to, to understand it. And yeah. I've done these 24 hour outreaches mm. and it is different. Like sleeping on the floor or sitting on the fucking cold cement, <laughs> like it makes you so grateful when yeah. you think you're not doing well enough or you mm. don't have enough yeah. to be like, oh, no, I do. Yeah. Like, I, I really do. And then to have appreciation also for, like, the struggle or even the strength that those people go through, right, yeah. to endure that. Yeah, and I feel like even we were kind of talking off air about uh, the children aspect um, because, like, I have um, – I have an inclination of like how I would want to raise my children in the future. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you, that's the thing is so many people have told me you are never prepared to be a parent. It just, nope. you learn as you go. You yeah. You <laughs> There's no book. And if there is a book, it's bullshit because like, it's not, it's not everybody's different. Right. And for me, I was so young and I didn't expect it. And so it was like, whoa. You know, yeah. like I was 22 when I got pregnant. Yeah. My other half was 20. So we barely knew each other. And yeah. that was our journey. And mm. so, um, which is so interesting also because like, you know, as my parents were like freaking out about it, um, they had kids in their early 20s too. Yeah. But it was like, <gasps> right? <laughs> yes. To me. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm actually not. I mean, people were having children at 13. Like, yeah. you know, okay. Like, so relax. Like I'm. <laughs> hold up like but i still am considered someone that had children young mm. um and what that struggle was yes. and that was hard and you know people look at it like i should wait to be fully prepared right mm. and i see so much benefit in that yeah i also see the beauty in what happened in me not being prepared mm. and being broke and struggling and raising my children and yes. the realization of like kids really don't my kids had no fucking idea that we had 99 cent store christmases right Dang. or stockings you know yeah. they don't know that mm -hmm. they loved christmas and they're happy in all of those photos yeah. right but i was struggling as a parent like thinking it it wasn't enough and to see that come full circle like it's it's just a different it's just a different process but kids are hard yeah. and like today's society makes it harder like watching my kids go through middle school and into high school like i am so glad i didn't have social media because yeah. i had a lot of depression and, and mental health issues in high school mm -hmm. and 
I cannot imagine if there was social media to like go with that yeah. and we battled that like my, my daughter wasn't my daughter was not allowed to have a social media platform until starting high school yeah and it was a constant like all my friends have it and i'm like i never thought i'd say like you know like mm-hmm. i don't care what your friends are doing like <laughs> okay but it, you do say it right um my son got it a little bit earlier um, by default, just more or less. We, we learned how to kind of watch that with my daughter. Yes. And so like the rule is, is I have your passwords. Any of my friends get to like if they request, yeah. you better say yes. And mm-hmm. if you change your password and I can't log in at any time, it's mine. Yes. <laughs> Cut. And, and, and that has nothing to do with me not trusting them. Yeah. It's just making sure that like we're doing the right things and you're not innocently subjecting yourself to something that you don't even realize that Mm. you're doing um and bullying is such a big thing so i you know i really want to like if you're going to use that platform like you better use it for the greater good yeah or you don't need it Mm -hmm. yeah i never had um we grew up with kind of MySpace and like yeah, a little bit MySpace of Facebook, came right? Out, I think I was like eighteen. Yeah, right? yeah. But it was like a like a mini Twitter almost, and like <laughs> yeah. you would write your thoughts and what you're thinking. And it's like, if I think back, it was like it was so emo because yes. you're you're young, you're sad, you want to put out your feelings. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I just got heartbroken. Like, it's crazy. And I would even think back, I was like, wow, when I was in like relationships at sixth grade, I'm like, I would literally write like, oh, I'm so sad. This is a terrible <laughs> day. I'm like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? And yeah. like journaling is a beautiful aspect of just doing that, keeping it to yes. yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, but that's, you know, th- that's such a good point. Journaling. Think about that. People will write everything on a social media platform, yeah. but then if I recommend that you that you journal every day mm-hmm. and write out your things. It's yeah. just like, oh, I I can't journal. And I'm like, but it's the same. It's pen to paper yeah. versus typing for everyone to see. But mm-hmm. they are the same things. Yeah. It's just interesting the way people want to view them once you take yeah. away the, the social media aspect yes. of it. Yeah. And like I, because um, I, I was talking to a 18 year old. He was telling me, just kind of picking my brain about things and, um, he was like saying, I hate using social media. And I was like, well, you don't need it unless it's business purposes only, really. So mm-hmm. if I wasn't using social media as a business, I wouldn't be on it. I wouldn't need it and I don't want it. Right. But since it's like I'm using it to inspire, help, motivate other people and like help people start their podcast, help people like get their nutrition and yeah. fitness in order, like I'm doing a service to people. You yeah, know? use it for the greater good. Exactly, but I don't use it like I'm not scrolling for hours. That's just something that I, those books behind you have yeah. taught me mentally. Like, oh, you really need to like be so productive and focus on your stuff and stop watching other people and just watch what you're doing. Pick the brains of other people. Watch like some greats, some titans, yeah. but put your own little flavor to it and don't obsess and don't compare. Right. That's the thing where people that, miss. Yeah. And that's yeah. really hard to do, mm. especially like if you are not in a good place within yourself. Right. Yeah. And you are comparing yourself to like and social media. It's a beautiful way to make it look like everything's perfect, yes. uh, which is not real life. Yeah. And so many people um like kind of where like i struggle is they got a lot to say but yeah. what are you what are you doing mm-hmm. like if you're con- like you're constantly 
in the journey, right? Yeah. Like where's your, you haven't met a destination yet. Right. So that to me is of a concern when, when that's what you're following and that's what you're aspiring to be. Yeah. Like I want you to, to hit your destination. And I also want you to not want to be like everybody else yeah. and yeah. to be different in a world of things where you, people say it differently but they're all doing and saying the same thing mm. so how do you know like who's real and who's not and yeah. that's where like you need to look up the people that you're looking into and like really see what they're doing and understand their story because a lot of times we're missing people in our own communities yeah. doing really big things just because they're not blowing up on social media <laughs> or they're not on tv or whatever but yeah. that doesn't take away from what they're doing and exactly. i think it would just be so moving if people really tapped into like the smaller units and their community to see what they're doing to see what your neighbor is doing mm -hmm. um because that's real change like yeah. that bubble in that community and that can really uplift you um because we're not it's such a long way out to be the way that some people like idolize you know um and so i want them to kind of like bring it back mm. to understand it it's so manageable like what you're looking into yeah. so like when people are like oh who do you look up to and i'm like i look up to people that most people probably don't know like christy wellington mm. is huge in the iron man community for women like chelsea oh shit um <laughs> starts with an s but she just won iron man kona mm. She had a baby 18 months before she won Kona. Like that to me is like, Jesus. that's what young girls should be like. You, you want to talk about resilience. Like, yeah. look at that. There's a runner, Timothy Olsen. He's mm -hmm. an ultra runner. He did the P Pacific Crest Trail in the fastest time. Yeah. Like that shit's hard. Mm -hmm. That's different. But at the same time, like they're family people and yeah. they make you feel more relatable, I think, yeah. in, in that aspect because they're not on mainstream media. Yeah. And it's it's and that's the thing that people it defeats people the most. <gasps> I don't have a big following. Oh my god, I'm not getting this many likes. It's like, yeah. man, just post to post for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it helps one person, hey, I think you did your job. And it takes a lot of time to get there. Like yeah. I was in that when I first started all of this, I was like, why me? And then I was like, why the fuck not me yeah. right and it takes a while to get there at that whole like feeling of like oh like am, am i sounding like cocky or am i just like are people gonna relate to me yeah. and then it's like sometimes only one person shows up and then that makes a big difference to that one person yeah and it's beautiful and that is helping and that is changing someone's day yeah. and, and also you want the right people following you right so people can follow you and look into what they're doing all they want but yeah. it, it might not actually be your people or the people that you're really trying to like get your word out to yeah. um so i think my son was like in the fifth grade and i was worried about him because he was skidding bullied and he like didn't have what i thought was friends yeah. right and he looks at me he's like mom I have a best friend. I don't need anything else. And I was like, oh shit, my kid is like on a different level. <laughs> but that translates to, to social media and what you're doing, yeah. right? Like if you got one person that you have helped or that has your back, like 
you're actually in a really good place. Absolutely. You are. (laughs) Absolutely. And we just have to like normalize that, you know, bring it back. Yeah. 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 I have, I grew up with the same people. I like, I still hang out with the same crew I did since like fourth grade. I love that. My best friends are my friends from high school. Right. Literally. (laughs) And like, they're my people. Like, even though we are, we are very different. We are very different paths. We're all doing different things. But it's like that love, that passion, that energy, that like everything, the laughs, the memories, they don't yes. go away. And like I just hung out with them last weekend. I saw it was you beautiful. Guys had so much fun. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. And like and I love that because we were always talking about man, I can't wait to like we're 40, 70. Like we always talk about 40 is a good age because <laughs> I just turned 40. So 40 right now? Yeah. You're fucking great. Oh, Excuse thank you. my language. I am 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, that comes with <laughs> athleticism too. Like you obviously look like a person who takes care of themselves. I do. And that's the anti-aging gene, right? Yeah. Just work out, take care of yourself, and you'll be fine. Drink some water, <laughs> meditate. <laughs> Isn't it like the most, the basic things done daily and yes. it just works? It does work. And it, you know, and it it's good because I am a product of being very heavy. And yeah, I weighed 192 pounds when I gave birth to my son. Oh. I was 26. Uh-huh. So water weight pff, for me at like 170, <laughs> right? But I'm 5'2 on a tall day. So, and then it was doing bad diets, like, oh. you know, to like lose weight and being so self-conscious about yeah. my body and like what that transitioned into for me on realizing how to get healthy the right way. Yeah. And so this journey of mine, my son's about to be 14, is 14 years long of building myself and so people need to understand with health like if it looks too good to be true it is too good to be true it's a quick fix it's not gonna last and it's actually not good for your it's not good for your body it's not good for your mind because then you reach this place and it goes away so fast and then you're super down on yourself like the small things every single day add up to the very very big things but you have to like go through the shit and go through the process and and go through it like it takes time Mm -hmm. like people to think about that like it it all those years of you making bad health choices like don't go or if they did like sign me up yes but they don't (laughs) (laughs) like i had i had a client where they just reached out to me and they're 42 um never prioritized their health, never lifted weights a day in their life, never went on a run or anything like that. So they went through decades of not prioritizing their health. Then when they start working with me, we're two weeks in. Daniel, why didn't I lose 50 pounds yet? I'm like, hold on. Yes. I was like, we just started working together. You have never prioritized your health for decades. You cannot, not, this is not a quick fix scheme. This is long term. And that's a, that's the mindset that people need to shift away from. Oh, I'm, I'm doing this six-week mini cut. I'm doing this like eight-week challenge. Stop with the whole challenging health stuff. It's literally long-term. It's your whole life. Like I used to, when I was younger, I used to train to look good. Right. Right. Now I train to be that grandfather who plays with his grandkids. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like maintaining your health throughout your entire life. Yes. That way I'm not sitting longevity. down watching everybody play. No, absolutely not. No. Looking good just is a cherry on top. Uh, well, and 
it manifests itself outward. Like it is inevitable that your physical being will shine a certain way yeah. when you are healthy on the inside. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a ripped being for you to be a healthy being. Yeah. And people really need to think about that, right? Because if you're overly obsessed with the way that your body looks, you're also not healthy. Like something's going on up here. And that's not good for you either. Like that's just as unhealthy as the person like not doing anything. Yeah. You know, they both have like what they tear out you. Mm -hmm. um, and steering the course to like really focus on like your your mental health and your nutrition and your spiritual health. Like yeah. and moving your body. Like moving your body. There's so many ways to do that. It doesn't have to be one way. Yeah. Um, you can find the way that works for you um, and like just continue to do it like day in and out. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's an expectation that we as coaches and people, like I put that out there when they're like, this is hard. I'm like, yes, it is. It's supposed to be. It It is hard because you yeah. haven't done it before. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not possible. It just means that it's something that you haven't done before. Mm -hmm. But you've done a lot of things that you haven't done before that were hard. This one is just it, that that's all it is. Yeah. And you just have to be like dedicated to yeah. it. And for being athletes our whole lives, it's still hard. Like hard. this morning when I worked out, it's still hard. It's hard. Like when I tell people that I do not enjoy working out sometimes, <laughs> like they're just kind of, but I, I don't like yeah. getting into the powerlifting thing. And for me right now, I train in my garage. Yeah by myself it's fucking 40 degrees some yes. mornings i have on like two north face jackets some fucking gloves i got thermals on like dude it's not fun and thank god for my other half who listens to me be crazy because yeah. like i'm like i can't do this anymore like it's too fucking cold like i'm working out on my lunch because i work from home yeah and so it's like okay like i can i go to a gym yes do i also need to work Yes, I've got mm. dogs, I've got kids. So it's like yeah. going down in my garage is the most convenient path. But then I'm bitching about it. <laughs> but then I do it. Like I still do it. And that's the yeah. thing is like still do it when it's hard, when yeah. it's uncomfortable. And that actually like that builds you up. Like people don't realize just how much when you do something, when you don't want to do it, how that fires something off in your brain. Yeah. And, and maybe it's not the physical thing. Maybe it's eating right maybe it's reading a book like maybe it's making your bed every single morning yeah. which is like a ritual for me yeah. um but like i am a creature of habit and i it can seem like repetitive or boring to people but yeah. it, it it's actually one of the best things and when you find a routine that is healthy that works for you like stick with it yeah. right i do yoga every morning i meditate i pray I read like it's a whole hour process to start my day yeah and my family doesn't fuck with that did they in the beginning yes <laughs> do they now no right and and that's what I tell moms like you just have to you have to keep saying no yeah you I mean when I started doing yoga and trying to do stuff I put a fucking sign on my door for my children not to come talk to me and so and even now I have these moments and I'm sitting there and they'll come in. I'm like, what am I doing? Right? And then like, of course, correct. But that, that has taken time. But 
that's yeah. not you being a bad parent by yeah. instilling in your children that that is your time and you are focusing on yourself. Like, yeah. y- you should do that because yeah. you want them in turn to do that in their lives, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I don't want any parent to feel like you have to lose yourself because you became a parent. If mm-hmm. anything, it's the most like profound time to really find yourself in your best version of yourself so that passes on to your children mm-hmm. and they see everything and they hear everything yeah. and so you know it is for my kids like with my training and stuff like there's a lot of time like mm-hmm. it is a sacrifice by them and it is a sacrifice by me yeah. but it teaches them so much and it shows them a lot mm-hmm. and I want them to take that into their lives. Like, should they be parents or not? I don't want my parent, like my children to give up on their dreams or what they might want to aspire to be because they had kids. Like your life doesn't stop Mm -hmm. and you don't have to like just, and I see that a lot with moms and that's why I do what I do because I did it as a mom. Like I, my kids come first, my kids come first. Like I can't do this because of my kids. No, fuck that. Like, you owe you to in turn be the best for them and that's hard because that's not openly spoke about i think enough i think it's this idea that you become a mom and everything you know you're supposed to put everything into your children um and i don't i agree with that but in a different context i I Mm -hmm. agree with that in the sense of you need to put stuff into you Mm -hmm. fill your cup so you can fill theirs yeah, I was always so, um, I got a lot of uh, flack before because I always I always preached about putting me first. I always gave myself 100% first because if I don't, I can never give my family my 100%. I can never give my friends my 100%, my, yeah. my future significant other, my future children. It's the same thing where it's like, I just want to be there 100%, but I can never give them that if I'm not treating myself first. Right, and that's at... At a younger age, that's such a huge thing to know, right? I did not live that way. Mm -hmm. I lived to like give, 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 and I I have to do this, and I I have to do that. And then I was like, no. (laughs) Like, I am spiraling downward doing this, so I need to regroup. And the healthier and wholer I have become, I see that how that has transformed my family, that has transformed my children. Like the way we talk to each other, the way we do things, like it all became better when I started to become healthier. Yes. And tackle the things that I didn't (sighs) want to tackle. Yeah. And and steer that course. And that's why I believe in it so much is because I went through it. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's just so important. And And I don't think it's selfish and I've really learned to realize when you're doing that and people take offense, all it is is where they are in their lives. Yeah. And a lot of it is they want to be doing what you're doing. They, they want to put themselves first. So it's like something within them that feels yeah. targeted when you're doing that. But all it is is like, I just want to look at people and be like, do that for you too. Yeah. Like that's all this is. Do it for yes. you too. Like yeah. if you're doing something, I come to you and you need to prioritize yourself. Tell me to go away. Like <laughs> tell me, no. <laughs> Like, absolutely not. Like, and then I'll be like, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Like, that's like with my clients. I'm like, what works for you? You know, like, when is your time? It's okay to say no. And even as being your coach, it's okay to tell me like, no right now. Yeah. 
because then I want to address where that's coming from and what we're doing and how we can circle back, you know, those kind of things. But if you can't set that boundary with the people that are supposed to support you the most, how are you going to take that out into the real world? Yep. So like I, you know, I want to see that with like my clients and my kids, like, I want to push back to a degree. Yeah. I also like a mom, but like I want that. Like I want my children to challenge me mm-hmm. so that they can feel comfortable in that space yeah. to let, you know, and when they do, like we, we talk about it, but I, I want them to have that when they go out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people like when people are coaching clients, like <clears throat> these guys who take anabolic steroids or say, for example, liver King, he always preached, if you eat like me, if you train like me, if you take my supplements, hey, you're going to look just like me. I had no idea who he was for a long time. And then uh, like my other half brought it up. I was like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. like you didn't see him. I was like, no, I did not. That would not ever show up on my feet. Like I don't I don't care if people are taking steroids. My connotation about it is don't preach. Oh, if you like buy my programs, buy my supplements and yes. do what I do, you're going to look just like me. Just like how you said earlier, yeah. everybody's different and 100%. everybody's schedule is not the same. No, and everybody's body composition is different. Yeah. Um, so like that's like, you will become you and that's what like coaches should be really diving into. Like what I do is what I do. Yeah. Like and do what I love for you to challenge yourself to do things. Yes. But like my goal is to bring out that deep rooted passion yeah. of yourself so you carry that forward and it's sustainable yeah. um it's it's just so it's just so important to like understand yourself and what works yeah and what doesn't um and you know for me like i purposely put myself in very uncomfortable and very hard situations yeah. on an athletic way yeah um and that's to work through stuff. And it's also like, I want to fucking see what I can do. Like, yeah. I want to see what I can do. Like, yeah. I am 40 and I set three California state records <sighs> next last weekend. Fuck. But like for me, like I'm 40 in the first time in my life. I'm I won. I have participated. I say par- I'm a participant. So even in Iron Man, I'm like, yes. I'm a participant. Like, <laughs> but I finished and that shit is fucking hard. Yeah. It is brutal. And I've done some gnarly hikes. Like, I've done all these things, but I was not in the top. Mm. And so to be 40 and hitting that, like, it's just a testament of, like, your age doesn't matter. Like, you can start this journey, like, whatever. The woman in front of me lifting was 86 years old. Shit. 86. By the way, her name was Carrie. Shout out to her. Oh, Her name was Carrie. I want to be her so bad she had this purple sparkly belt with her name on it. And my handler was like, yeah, look at that. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, but just you were talking about you don't want to be that grandpa sitting there. Right. Yeah. And here's here's real life that you can at any age do hard things. And like, that's what like, that's just what I want women to see. Like, fuck, you are wildly capable. Yeah truly wildly capable if you dedicate yourself to trying yeah. to failing because if you don't think you're gonna fail then we really got to work on that because you're gonna fail over and over uh, and yeah. over <laughs> and over <laughs> and it's like okay like this isn't funny anymore and yeah. then but be resilient enough to keep going yeah. um 
and that's it's really important and that's why I like sport is because you you put yourself out there in the public eye to fail so like fighting like you subject yourself to failure in front of people Uh, powerlifting you're gonna try lifts and you're gonna fail right in front of people like how brave is that to know that you risk public failure and then to realize that it's not as scary as you think it is and also in those environments like you're still getting encouraged when you fail like yeah. that's my favorite thing with these things is like the hugs you, are still there the hugs you know? are, the people are so proud of you the uh, point is is you went out and tried yeah. like even if you try to race and you don't finish or you need to start at a shorter distance like oh yeah you're still courageous in the fact that you tried yeah like i want people to realize like one mile it's still a mile yeah and then two like it's still something yeah um and the more you do it the stronger you find within yourself yeah. um and that is it's so cool for me to watch that process yeah with like, people i was a sore loser when i lost um yeah. like i was i took it so hard um and if i were to think if i were to do it again and if i were to lose again i i learned how to fail better if that makes sense yeah no you know what i mean you learn like and it, and it grows over time oh, right yeah. so like I was so hard on myself when like I in my 20s and stuff like that I wasn't losing weight or I'd lose weight and I'd gain it back right and I'm just like I'm the worst voice to myself right and we do that to ourselves and that's not helpful and then as I've aged I just and in coming of age is probably why I love aging so much (laughs) it's like you get so much more confident as you get older um it's just that like Failing with grace, yeah, with humility, with with being humble, in it, and it's and it's so important to go through that yeah. process, right? Like, yeah. you know, and that's my my son's basketball team lost every single game this season, oh, right? Shit. So middle school basketball team, <laughs> they didn't have an eighth grade team. Yeah, none of those kids played basketball. One kid played basketball. The rest of them hadn't played since they were younger or they were soccer players. Yeah. But those kids showed up and they played every single game losing. And mm-hmm. in talking to my son, I was like, I want you to realize like how exceptional each of you are to be 13 year old boys and to get beat. Trying. But you come to every single game uh-huh. and every single practice and they get they did get to do March Madness and they combined the teams like the seventh grade team the boys had played together the year before and they ended up getting i think they got third maybe fourth but that was like their first win for the eighth grade boys and but you need kids need to do that kids don't need to win every time yeah that we need to have you need to lose so you can win yes and even if it's not in the sport it's winning and how you talk to yourself and how you feel about yourself and what you learn from it yeah um like so many people say it but it's very true you learn a shit ton more in failure absolutely when i was winning all the time i i got this boost of confidence like my ego hey went there like there big head you know what i mean (laughs) but the problem was like listening to the voices outside so friends family uh whatever just fans they would they would tell you daniel you're so slick you're so fast you're like you're the next upcoming guy i literally started to listen to that to myself and i remember they say like a Mexican's worst enemy is another Mexican. So when I fought a Mexican, when I was on a winning streak, toughest fight of my life. Guy wouldn't go down. He literally like it was a it was a back and forth fight. But yeah. at the end of the fight, it was it was a split decision, meaning 
uh, it could have gone either way. But while I was sitting there waiting to like, who's going to get their hand raised? I know I lost. I was like, he did more. He did okay. way more than I did in there. So the audience was like pissed. Like, what the heck you did? You were like rocking him. I was like, no, 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 no. I but lost. Yeah. And then, but I didn't take that into note the next fight. Oh, I was yeah. like, it could have, I literally walked away from that fight. Like it could have gone either way. I could have won. So whatever. Then the next fight, I fight a huge ginormous man. Hey, Molly walked me in the first round. Oh. So that's the problem when you don't learn yeah. from your losses and you couldn't just take out, I'm fine. No. That's what happens when you think you got it all figured out. You get your ass whooped in front of all your friends and family. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. And <laughs> like for me with that, like whether, and that's what it is. Like the universe will knock you the fuck back down and there's a purpose for that like yeah. you're not learning the lesson so whether that be in sport or like for me like bad choices in life like I you have to go through that and I've also come to the understanding that like I had to be knocked down because there was such a big purpose for me yeah. and now I really appreciate that and I go there and I use that and I'm proud of that yeah. um and and I am different and it's taken friends of mine to say that to me who fully support me yeah. and then just to be like like my girlfriend Brisa did from this past meet um, and she's like you're never going to be like anybody else and when I was going through it in high school and in my 20s I just wanted to be like everybody else I wanted oh, to feel yeah, I want to fit in I yeah. wanted to feel normal I wanted my mind to think the way that people did yes. and then now I'm like it's just not gonna do, it's not going to do that no. the way I'm wired is not to do that like I hit this goal and then instantly my mind was like because I failed the national attempt and mm. I'm like how do I get there right some people just stop like I don't work that way yeah. and now I'm like fully in embracing that it's yeah. just like can i push myself harder right like can i compete in july and turn around and run my ultra marathon in october like is it possible and i want to find out and i yeah. want to find out truly so that other women like aspire to push themselves and maybe it's schooling yeah. their career like crocheting like i i honestly like i think that's so cool and i yeah. i can't do anything crafty like that <laughs> Um, so, it's, but you know what I'm saying? Like your, your craft, you have yeah. a craft. Yeah. It's in there. Like yeah. it's been instilled in there. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I've learned to even from like, say one of a, a good dear friend of mine, I remember when I was fighting, he offered me a book and I said, I don't think I need that stuff. <laughs> Isn't that and crazy? Turns out, like yeah. I totally need that stuff. When I was young. I don't. I don't believe in the term "young and dumb" because I was fully aware of what I was saying and what I was doing. But I, I would say I'm just not aware of like what it can give you. Right. Like a book, because I grew up in school. I hated school, so every time I thought of books, I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, books. you're just putting it to to that. Exactly. But when I lost that fight, when I got finished in the first round, I was literally stuck for a year mentally. I was like, I gave my whole life to fighting. I lost twice in a row in terrible fashion. What the hell am I going to do? Therefore, the entire year I was juggling. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Started reading. Started really just meditating on things, but still scratching the surface. Like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Then I took another fight. 
I was the most mentally dangerous, physically dangerous I have ever been. And then I walked away. Yeah. I was like, I don't need this anymore. I was like, that was a chapter in my life. There's so much more to do now. Now it's just, yeah. what now? What more to do? Right. And, and make peace with that path and oh, then yeah. find the next one. And that's the thing is like, I am continually recreating myself. I've tried different things. It hasn't worked. Like let's, let's try again. Let's figure it out again. Um, and it's just, it's so important to understand that that's natural. Like you don't want to be the same. No, fuck no. I, I want people to know that I am not the fucking same. And I worked really hard for that. Yep. And everyone should aspire to be different i should look at you and be able to feel it in your energy that yeah. you have grown and you have changed um because you, you don't want to leave like earth like that right like yeah. we get this one extraordinary chance to like fulfill and what fulfillment is to everyone can be different yeah. um but i want people like to do that like i am not trying to live a life to like have regrets at the end yeah. um and then i want to instill that in other people yeah. um and for me just to understand that like it, it's just possible like i started out no different than anybody else yeah. i just refused to stop that yeah. and that's all people have to do like refuse to give up yeah. like you say that to yourself you're in charge of it yeah like you really are in charge Isn't it of a your decision? mind. Everything is a choice, right? Everything right. is a choice. Exactly. Like you I can't have, be sad. It's a decision. It's a decision. Yeah. Like, and and that's what excuses are. They're just a choice to not dive into what you're afraid of doing. Yeah. Um, and you have to be okay with be afraid and do it anyway. Yeah. You know, just. Ah, like that's what I'm just like when I like get around people I'm like yes you fucking can like yeah. you can yeah. like and that's like you know and I trans like within hiking man with my coaching business it it involves hiking yeah. but the purpose of that is to show you what you can do one hiking is not just hiking like the reason my lower body is strong yeah. is because I run and I hike and I don't just do little hikes like we're going up and it's one of my favorite things to see women think they can't. And I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah. It's sad too because it's almost like they it's, they grew up on that. They, it's And they also continue with the same pattern on, on a constant basis where they don't, there's no challenge. Right. And I mean, I understand change is so scary. And but, uncomfortable. Yeah, but remaining the same is fucking terrifying. Yeah, you shouldn't want that. No. you should not want that for yourself because like you're you're leaving so much of yourself off the table yeah. um and so go for it like and then you realize that you can um and that's so empowering and one of the big things with hiking like which i try to get people to understand is like you're in mother earth's territory like you are not in control. Like she can change the weather in a yeah. moment. Like the trail can change. Like yeah. you have no control. You are forced to surrender. And in surrender, it's a very beautiful moment yeah. because then you become very present. You become very much within yourself. Also, once I get you so far out, the only way back is to go back. 
Like, there's no, hey, I'm going to put this weight down and walk to my car. Like, no yeah. helicopters coming. Like, I learned that Ooh. in, like, certified training. Like, yeah. it's pretty rare that we're going to send a helicopter yeah. for you. So you got me to get you back. Yes. So. And that's what a mountain is. It's this. Yes. It's, it's this. And the mountain's not going to fucking move for you. No. But you can move with it if yeah. you choose to, like, just keep going. And I don't yeah. freaking care how long. Like, I'll ride it out with you. You want a 30-minute mile? Let's fucking go. <laughs> it's fine. I don't care because I have 30 minute miles and hikes sometimes like when you're going straight up like it's brutal like you got the pack on your back and I'm like this tall and the steps are like this tall and I'm like "Mm." okay but it's it's you find a lot of yourself like when you do that and or even just a simple walk like people underestimate the power of a walk like first of all it's like low impact on your body and it's fresh air it's raining go yeah. still go outside outside get the like, vitamin d you like kidding me? <laughs> yes that's like it's just there is no excuse to not move your body because there's so many options to that yes. so that's where it comes back to choice so your choice is not to do that yeah but every choice has like there's consequences even with accelerating in your choices you risk yeah. the consequence of what can come with that right mm you know with like great success like there you know there becomes a really great responsibility what are you going to use it for yeah right if it's about you we have a problem yeah like once you reach that right if it's just like you constantly seek that validation from others yeah versus the journey of what it's bringing to others yeah i was listening to a podcast about um similar to coaching what I do about fitness and nutrition and he was talking about how to fire clients I didn't understand that I was like whoa oh I've done that so many times this that's the thing that I was so confused about I was like I don't think I'll ever fire a client but recently I had to do it so much because after months and months and months and nothing getting done and where they're giving you mental stress I can't do this I literally can't do it so I was so confused about the whole method of firing clients but the more you're in the game and you really start to understand, and the thing that like breaks my heart is like you literally can't help everybody and your whole intention is to help. And I had a really hard time with that because I do yeah. want to help everybody. Yeah. Like I literally want to help everybody. I have felt so helpless that, and I didn't have at times have people help me. I also wasn't willing to ask for help. Yeah. Um, so to come from that, like I do really want to help people. There's a time and a place where you just have to say when you're ready to really commit to this and be all in, I am here for you. Yeah. But right now I this is not working yeah. and you're you're not ready where you are. That's okay, but when you are, like I am here and I am here to support you. Yeah. And it's taken a while as a coach like you feel like you failed. Like oh, yeah. like this person's not doing my program like am I am I like is my expectation not there am I not stating it correctly like what am I doing and then you try and you try and try and then you just need to accept like they're not there and that's okay that's their journey to figure out when they're ready um but most times when I listen to people like you know this training program didn't work like if several programs have not worked for you that is and something's going on with you like one not working and another one working that totally makes sense people connect in different ways but if you keep trying different things and they're not working then 
are you really putting in the effort to do it or is it I'm gonna be good for two weeks and then I can't do this and I can't track my food and I have this and I have this and I have this and I have this um and I have a really hard time with excuses because of the way that my life goes and like I could sit there and preach them on like what my day looks like right yeah. but that's not helpful but it's <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like you don't have time you do have time oh yeah are you watching tv yeah. yes you are so you do yes. have time it's what you're putting your time into yeah. and so if you keep having excuses as to why then you're just not there yet yeah um and that's okay but you're better than that and that's what I want people to realize. And yeah. it's in the in the health and fitness world, like excuses are huge. Um, Jesus Christ. And it and it's it's just taking away, like I said, like how wildly capable you are. Like yeah. those excuses chip away at all of like the potential for like a healthy being. Yeah. And you really will transform and you will feel different when you are healthily like healthily what is that word um (laughs) healthy like mentally and spiritually like and get your body moving like you feel better it's the same way as like you feel better when your room's clean yes so it's just what you surround yourself with and like who are you around like maybe you're not around the right people which is why you're making the excuses Your environment is everything it it really is which yeah. I, it's so cool that your friends are supportive and like oh, yeah. you know you brought up that you're all different like my yeah. girlfriends and i are all different and i'm the only one that does the things that i do in my group and they are so goddamn encouraging like yeah. they show up for things like we're finally going to celebrate my 40th birthday because yeah. like when i talk about <laughs> sacrifice for doing things i turned 40 and i did not do anything yeah. i didn't have cake I had nothing because I was two weeks out for a meet and you know what a weight class is, right? Oh, yeah. And I saw an opportunity to hit a weight class and take state records and I Mm -hmm. gave myself no plan B. Like I literally texted my other half and he's like, well, you know, just know that if you don't make it. And I said, I am going to compete in the 48 kilo weight class. That was it. That was the text message. And that is what I did. But that comes with then like you have to sacrifice things yeah. right and so like we're going out to dinner and they're like what do you want we're gonna go where you want i was like well, i want a really good steak like i ate fish for breakfast yeah. <laughs> like you know like no fat yeah. but protein yes. so um they're just so supportive and that's important yeah. like and it's really important in the female community to be around women who encourage you who yeah. support you who are like you have to have that i think i think it's important for men too but i just oh, know yeah. in the and the women can be pretty catty so we can um so having like having those people that support you that are also real with you um yeah. it changes your life to yeah. know that you have those people to fall back on that encourage you yeah. you know that are also very real with you um you know your friend should be able to tell you the hard truth yeah and that's um, what we get for our clients like we're we're there yeah. to support them you have to hear the hard things and that's the thing too that that i had to balance because i'm a i was always a caring loving guy but like i always like to be a friend towards my clients yeah. but i also had to be a coach right. and i'll let and i'll remind them that i was like hey man there are some days some some of my women and my male clients where i literally have to tell them like hey 
I'm your friend, but also I'm your fucking coach. Yeah. And sometimes I see you slacking and we got to wake the fuck up and get to work. Right. Like no more of this. Oh man. Like I'm just, I'm going to go out with the girls. I'm going to do this. It's like you did this two weekends in a row and like you're worried of why progression has not happened. Like, and, ooh, and this is a comment that bothered me the other day <laughs> was, um, Daniel, what can I go back to eating the way I was? And I replied, the reason why you're working with me is because you were eating the way you were. Right. I was like, you literally have to change your whole psychology about everything that you do now. Right. Because this is lifelong now. And the relationship with food oh, is so important. Everything. And so like that with the women that come to me, you have to do a food journal before we start. And you have to tell me what you ate, what you were thinking before, during and after. And they're and I've had clients like, I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking. Yeah. I was all, I need to know because that's where we need to start. Because if you're beating yourself up over food, yep. like this is a long journey um, because you, you have to have an understanding with food. Like you have to be in control of the food. You yeah. have to look at the cookie and other, and if you tell yourself I shouldn't have this, you should be able to not have it. Yeah. Or if you choose to have it, if you beat yourself to the ground afterwards, then we're starting all over, right? Yep. It's like you really have to understand how to nourish your body also, when you're properly nourishing your body, you're going to start feeling really good where oh, you're not necessarily going to want all the sweets. You yes. want all that junk food just because your body's craving calories and you're not getting what you need, <laughs> right? When you're eating the right things over time, you don't crave that yeah. as much. I'm not saying don't have it. Like, I'm a sweets fanatic. You oh, should yeah. see the Sweet box. teeth. Food. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Everyone's like, you don't eat like that. I'm like, you should ask my children yeah. the dynamics of cookies in my house. Like yes. there are specific ones. Like I think I even did a post about this. Like <laughs> like death is possible. You touch these cookies and it's all out war. Like don't do it. Yeah. Like, don't do it. <laughs> like they know. Like I'm almost like, man, I really am wild, aren't yeah. I, as a parent? And my children just. And yes. you know what's funny about that too? <laughs> We're actually never hungry. I don't think we actually know what hunger is. True hunger. No, I only right? know hungry when I'm trying to make weight. Yeah. And then it's then after that it's yes. like there's a, that's a different kind of hungry. Yes. Um but no, yeah. I don't. Like I just I eat to fuel and that yeah. you know, especially like when prepping to meet or whatever, I've had to train myself to think that way yes. right like when i say like fish i had egg whites and mahi mahi for breakfast for like two weeks yeah right but you have to tell yourself like i'm fueling yeah. my body like and people need to understand like people do not like doing it is not fun no. i'm not like oh i'm gonna yeah. do this coffee right donuts huh? yeah like no i'm not like it's not fun like yeah. and it's hard and we all have to choose our level of hard um but it comes that way and you know yeah. and i love cinnamon rolls i also know like sugar right when you wake up is the worst thing for you you need to put protein in your body jeez that's that's how literally how everyday people are starting their day yeah liquid sugars or like a carb source of sugar it's like it, what it's it's not what your body needs you need protein in the morning oh, right like yeah. i do protein coffee i have a protein shake right because i'm not necessarily a chew food person and if i want to chew food like i said i want a cinnamon roll yes um <laughs> So, but how that makes you feel and the more you do it with your body, then you're going to feel the difference, like, you know, detoxing off of sugar and all yeah. those things. And that's where those first couple of weeks people are most uncomfortable. Yeah. It's because you're detoxing off of things and it, it doesn't feel good. And yeah. 
It's uncomfortable. And as the weeks go on, though, they like, I have never felt this clear-headed. Yes. My body has less inflammation. I can feel just more like agility within my body. And then you get pumped, right? And then they want to stop a couple weeks down the road. And I'm like, no. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It it doesn't. It's a continual life choice yeah but choose life like choose that life and that longevity so you can keep doing things and you can feel good um and it's just you see like there's so much disease and there's so much struggle and and it's the healthier you are like the more you get to project that out into the universe and to other people um and it's it's a, I think it's kind of like a heavy burden to bear to be someone that wants to put that out to people. Like yeah. we also have the constant of like, oh, well, if I'm not at this level, yeah. like am I not truly giving to people the way that I want to? And that has come with a lot of like my like my meditation practice and stuff is just understanding that like yes. I'm human too yeah. and there's a process and a purpose. Um but there is a burden to bear when oh, yeah. you get to a level of like, I, I, like, like I've said, like I just, I just want people to find that greatness. And so, if I fault, then are you know are they too? But yeah. like my fault or like any setback that I have, like that it, that is not theirs. Like you know, if if I'm going through the storm, like I'm still going to show up for my clients, yeah. and that is very hard. Like. It is hard to be in your own funk and then try to get people out of their funk. Yes. And it takes a lot out of you. Um, And that's why, like, especially as I've, like, gotten through this process, like, I sit alone a lot. I sit in the quiet a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, And that's an adjustment for people because it's just like, oh, you don't want to be around me? I was like, no, I'm just sitting in silence. Yes. And they're like, okay. (laughs) I'm just sitting here. My kids will come in. Like, mom, we're doing sitting. Yeah. And it breaks your heart. Like I had a phone call with my mother last night and she told me that a, a family member is uh, struggling. She found something wrong with her health. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of had to remind my mother again. I was like, hey, mom, like we talk about this a lot. We we see the day to day of some of our family members. We can't be surprised. No, we can't be surprised. But I'm also not going to be the food police, the health police and be like, you're doing everything wrong. I don't like I just live by example people gravitate towards that and then ask me questions and i will be there to serve but it breaks my heart when i see people doing the day-to-day things of deteriorating their health and are so shocked as time goes on like what like i'm exercising i'm eating clean but it's you really got to do a deep dive on what you're consuming daily yeah and that that's not just that 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 is your mind yeah. too like that being is so powerful yeah. um where that can transform everything that you do yeah um and to get control of that beast is like a daily practice and it's very hard yeah. um and like you have to do those things and it, it's just like consumption right so tv like social media like all of those things like they're all like they have to do with your health and so like i really don't watch a lot of tv at all i don't i watch sports and like i have a guilty pleasure for hometown um (laughs) because i wish i could make a house look like that um like 
that's pretty much and it's and it's rare um i mean i've gotten so good at tuning stuff out like my kids you know they can be watching tv and i can be reading a book and i can like not hear anything that you're saying which then my daughter now tuning me out i'm like what are you doing and i'm like (laughs) oh here i am like the master of tuning people out just to watch it happen um (laughs) but like i would rather sit down and read at night that yeah. is what and that's what i'd also try to get people to do they're like i watch tv to wind down i'm yeah. like try reading five to ten pages of this book yeah. b- it'll before. put you to sleep <laughs> yeah but see how you feel yeah like just see how you feel like in my practice in the mornings like it's taken me a long time but like i don't pick up my phone i yeah. don't look at it i don't answer work emails which that one is really hard for me in the morning because (laughs) there is no boundary of when like you get those um but just to like get away from it and also know that i can that you can separate yourself um and it's just we've just become into this whole like digital world of like that's how people start their day um and so then you're taking that in depending upon what you're seeing yeah um and that's why i think it's important to like filter out your pages when you're on that so like the stuff that comes through mine like it's pretty hard to have a bad day oh yeah on purpose because it's people in the health industry like it's a lot of worship it's a lot of prayer it's a lot of like critical thinking and so like when i am scrolling like that is the stuff that fuels in me Yes. Um, and it's really important. Like if you have that, like you can actually really benefit from that. And it's okay to remove things off that it's just like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. It's easy to change your life and it's easy to change your algorithm. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, yes. like I've, I've seen it happen. I've done it within myself. I've seen it with other people and like my clients and friends and family. It works, but going back to the whole decision thing it's it's literally a decision it is a decision yeah that and that whole it's 2023 there is no more excuses no and that's the thing that i try to put down on people there's just it's not yeah. like let them go and if you don't think you can surrender them over yeah. whoever you surrender them over to cool but but take it off so you can give yourself the opportunity to see what you are made of and what you can do and i really feel that health and mental health is like such a priority for longevity of whatever you're trying to do like your career your family all of that yeah like your headspace has a huge role and and being able to calm yourself and manage your stress and and breath work and people are like i'm breathing i was like no you're not (laughs) No, you're not deep breath. Stepping in the ice bath, like, then you'll see. Yes, <laughs> yes. So like, um, like I don't have one of the the ice baths, but um, at my complex is an outdoor pool that's not heated, oh, and yeah. so a lot of times after training or long runs, it's like mind over matter, yeah. and I'll go get in there, like because that is the quickest way for me to kind of like rehab yeah. or. Maybe I'm having a little bit of anxiety in the morning. And so like my shower ends in a cold shower. Yeah. And it really does. You think it's crazy. Like I did too. And I was like, I'm not standing in a cold shower. Like, no. But the way like it gets everything fired off, like it is helpful. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. But it's helpful. It's helpful. Like 
if anybody thinks that helpful things are going to be comfortable, like, I don't know where you read that. Yeah. Change, change doesn't like come from what's doing comfortable. Like you literally have to be uncomfortable every single day if you want that change. Yes. That's all it is. That, that's all it is. Like people think like young guys, right? 18 year olds and like young men who are growing up, they literally see me like, oh, like we want to talk to Daniel because he looks like he has it all together. Hey, no, I don't. Not even close. You know what I mean? And I never will. That's why I love yeah. this shit so much is because like you're constantly learning new shit. You're constantly like, damn, I didn't know I can do that. What else can I fucking do? Right. It don't stop. And that's where like the reading comes in too is like you, you can constantly evolve and learn new things. Yeah. And you might, and even in like the spiritual world, like you might not agree with it, but read it and give it what it is yeah. worth yeah. because there's a lot of context to that. And you should be able to have respect for all of those things. Yeah. Like, because there is a higher power, whoever is that is. You are not the all fucking mighty, okay? Like, <laughs> there's someone out there that, or he, she, they, like, there is. Yeah. And you need to humble yourself and understand that. Yes. Um, so whoever somebody's higher power is, like, you don't get to take that from them. Yeah. Like, you Chill. Don't, <laughs> you don't get to do that. Like, you don't have to agree with it, but you don't get to downplay it to them. Yeah. Because then you know what? You're not you're not living in your path of your spiritual being if you're doing that. That's that's not what your higher power is trying to get you to do for other yes. people, right? It all starts with love. So, like, let's let's bring that back. And that's the coolest thing about reading different perspectives or different way to approach things like you never know what might work and then you can take up like all kinds of different bits and pieces yeah. like my practice of everything that i do is like a mix of different things yeah that i have found that worked and that i see work in other people yeah. um and you just have to try yeah but like so you said it, it's hard to try yeah but staying the same terrifying no that's like, what's terrifying. i don't want that like I don't want anyone like, you know, from my teens or my 20s to like be able to like, I mean, maybe I look in a sense like, you know, kind of my features the same, but like I'm not the same. And no. that was like my biggest thing. Um, and to be really vulnerable with that, that like understanding like, yeah, I, I went through a lot of mental health challenges, yeah. but so many people do yeah, and so many people hide it and so many people don't talk about it and you know the stigma on like mental health is, is so crazy because it's, it's also just processing things you know with my sister passing away and all the grief that comes with that like yeah. it was a non-negotiable my kids were going to grief counseling like hard line yeah. we're all going because I don't know how to process this and be here for you mm. and you don't know what you're processing sure. right and knowing at this age that they can say that they've done that and they're not ashamed of that like yeah. that that comes from being around parents that'll openly be like no i'm going to therapy today mm. like going to counseling right yeah. but like you said there's no book on parenting so like when i'm you know, when you're struggling like to struggle and to raise children is very hard so yeah. how do i navigate that like how do i set those boundaries with my kids like how do I push my children to like find other paths? Um, and then you just have to like 
allow yourself to be vulnerable to do that um and there's actually um it's dr Brene brown which i would recommend to any woman she has like a series of books um but she started she started as a shame study she her studies started in shame and then have worked to vulnerability so they like a lot of her books gear like more towards women but then she did find in her studies over time the vulnerability piece is actually very big for men they hold back that vulnerability so yeah dr Brene brown like her books are phenomenal Mm. and just the understanding of like the shame piece the vulnerability piece like everybody faces those right like you're not the only one right (laughs) but you feel like you're the only one in it yeah so i don't like it took me a long time to be okay to to talk about these things because i was embarrassed i was shameful and then it was like well wait a second like like how brave is it to do that so that other people don't feel alone and also can see that you can come out of it yeah like you can come out of it and do really fucking great things yes like i'm a 28 year old male i would consider myself very masculine but i am also very emotional like i can talk about my shit and nor am i afraid of it like this podcast i literally say this a lot if you've listened to episode one to episode now you fucking know me yeah literally i've said pretty much so much more will come out but i am just not scared like like people will ask me daniel what's your deepest darkest secret i'm like it's kind of out there i mean like there is none like i'm just so honest with everybody because i just want to build like i have really nothing to hide like i'll tell you all the shit that i've done the things that i've said like i'm just not scared to like show what i was and what i am now it's freeing it's freeing and it takes it off of you to just let it go and then to understand like fuck what other people think if (laughs) they have a problem with it because no one is perfect yeah no one has not stepped in shit yeah Um, and you're gonna continue to step in shit all of it like (laughs) over and over and over um and like you either grow from the shit or you just keep sinking like but that's choice yeah how you want to use it um yeah and once you like just like yeah like this was my journey or, or this was my path and this is how i've used it yeah. it it's it takes it off yeah like you don't have to worry about it anymore and i mean i think it's so cool at your age that you understand that and you see that like um you know for me like that it really came into like my 30s when i really started transforming and my life changing and then really becoming more and more athletic and using that um and then wanting to help women um and coach up and and that's why i'm just like you guys like i didn't (laughs) start this like because it's been like a long process like i was not i was a dancer in high school like i wasn't i mean that is athletic but it wasn't sport like it wasn't sport like it is now like i got into running and those things like in my late 20s and then there was kind of a break and then with iron man like that's how i really started realizing like i just decided to fucking challenge myself because i had never done a triathlon i didn't i didn't even (laughs) know how to ride a road i didn't know how to ride a road bike um i swam to not drown but i don't like my face (laughs) in water and I was 34 and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be 35. I'm going to do something. Yeah. I signed up for a half Ironman and I was like, crazy. All right. So which they're very expensive. That yeah. that sport um, is very expensive. Yes. Um, 
And I was like, I should probably get a coach. So I was smart with that. And I went through coaches. And that's why I love my Ironman coach. Because she's like, okay, well, like, what are your times? I was like, I've never done one. And she's like, and you signed up for a half Ironman? I was like, yes. And she's like, okay. So Debbie and I, Debbie got me at that point in time. But I was like, I had to learn how to cycle. Like, when I was first, like, swimming, like, literally not putting my face in the water, which you're not going to make that mile and a half because you're going to drain so much energy and like people people can swim to not drown but they cannot swim Uh i learned that (laughs) (laughs) i learned a lot actually uh like my first iron man i i chafed so fucking bad like shit it was miserable and that's that's when i learned about my bike seat and what i'm wearing to race in right um and all those things I, and they've just kind of manifested, you know, from there. And like, yeah. but you just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just go balls to the walls <laughs> and you decide to just keep going, like, yeah. you're going to like really figure it out. Like, yes. you can do it. Like, yeah. and like, that's, I just think it's one of those, like, when people are like, oh, like, I think I want to run a 5K. I'm like, you think? Go sign up. Yeah put just it go, written in stone like go make the payment go put it there yeah. um so you do it yeah. and then now like me continuing to do things is whether i participate in an event or not like yeah. i'm living my life to train for that and a lot of that is is should an opportunity knock on my doorstep i want to know that i'm that i'm ready yeah. like i want to know that i can um and it's just this constant kind of like battle with myself on what is possible like you know i might like like i'm I'm not the wealthiest and i don't look at wealth in that but i look at like my health as wealth and like my journey as that and what am i like what am i actually leaving behind for the people behind me right um i can't remember who said it or it was in a book but it was like you never see a u-haul behind like you know the what's that the funeral car oh gosh what's it called oh Hertz? god it's gonna Hertz? bother Hertz? me is it a hertz <laughs> yeah like you never see a u-haul behind that and yeah. that's true right so like yeah. what you give back and like my way of giving back is just putting myself through things so people can see it's possible like it's for other people and it's also for me to know that it's doable it, yes. d- it does become this kind of state like um have you read winning by um tim grover i have not okay it's like kobe's guy okay. michael's guy yes okay i'm okay. very familiar yes. um but he has relentless and winning yes okay. i think i have relentless yeah, yeah. so yeah. i read winning in the last like month and that was probably the first time like i was like okay i don't feel weird <laughs> like i don't feel weird um because i get assets winning to you and yeah. i was just like my, when people say winning i'm like brutal like ruthless but that's because I know what I put myself through and what I'm thinking to try to to try to get to that yes. and what you sacrifice and the way people look at you oh, yeah. and not understanding, you know, and yeah. it really like, like I said, with my kids, it's taken a lot of, of time. Like yeah. I have missed things that my kids have done to train and there's a guilt that comes with that. And then there's a conversation that comes with, with my children yeah. on that and why we're doing it and then they see what i'm doing um and knowing that that does not make me a bad parent like in any way shape or form um 
and more people need to understand that that it it it's a sacrifice and doesn't feel good at the in the moment like you get guilt tripped for it It pays dividends in long term yeah it does and like you you want that for yourself and you you want that for your kids like like there's there's always a sacrifice and like a pay like you're paying something in all of these things like and the sacrifice is your body and your time (laughs) and cheesecake (laughs) (laughs) Um, to to, to get to do these things um but it's it's cool like it's cool to age and like and i don't think 40s old i can't wait to get older that's the thing it's so cool i say out loud i want to be 50 i want to be 70 i want to be 90 like like, i literally said that out loud i don't give a shit it is so so like you freak out about it when you're younger right like oh i'm gonna be 40 and then i was was like how does it feel same as yesterday yeah i think we just get better with age that's why i want to get older yeah literally the the confidence in yourself yeah and the less of caring about what other people think yeah. Um, it really like it just gets there yeah. and and then you look back and it's almost like like that's why I think it's so wonderful where your your headspace is right now your life because you get to live so freeing in that you yeah. know there's a lot of things like that I've gone through where I'm like why couldn't I have thought that when I was like 24 oh, 25 exactly. you know yeah um but I'm here now um, and that is why like I work with women or I do the things that I do because I do not want my children to be in the space that I was, you know, yeah. um, health wise when in my 20s when, you know, I had them like you're always going to struggle being a yeah. parent. Um, but to be on like a, a healthier internal being state, um, you know, it's beneficial for for everyone. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Carrie, we went way over an hour. Oh, shit. That was fucking amazing. Oh, I I wanna I wanna have you on here multiple times. You I would way, be honored. You have way too much value to give. I'm telling you that right oh, fucking you. now. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm forty. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I but got some anyway, years on me. Yes, no. but that's good. But I want you on multiple Thank times, you. please, for the yes. love of God. <laughs> I would I would be honored. So, my very very last question to you: uh, Out of all the years that you've been alive, what's the greatest lesson you've ever learned? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say it is the ability to move forward when it hurts. Yeah, it's beautiful. Are there any closing statements for the podcast? This is so much fun. Is it fucking easy? This is so much fun. I'm like, welcome to my world. <laughs> no, people are terrified when they come on here. But it's really? just a convo. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. People just got the social media took them away from conversations. Yes. But it's so easy. Like, come on. Yeah, just talk. That's all it is. But Carrie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank I appreciate you. your valuable time. Yes. Keep doing what you're doing because it is beautiful to see. It's beautiful thank to you. witness and it's beautiful for you to talk about. So I can't wait to have you on again. Yes. And if you have anybody that you would like to bring on, some of your clients, we could all just have a big group conversation. Yes, that would be cool. It. Yes. All right. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, we are out of here. Goodbye.